It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Kindergarten Memoirs, April, May. Quarter 4. I don't want this to read like a direct criticism of my employer because, while I believe capitalism and charter schools should not exist, our school is a wonderful little school. I think we get most everything right, but adequate special education remains outside the budget. Educational companies are a uniquely Republican idea, especially loved in Arizona, where free public education is drained of its dollars by business people. I gently nudged the parents of my special needs students to consider moving to a district school where the support staff is actually employed by the district and not just contracted circuses that submitted the lowest bids. I think being able to log on to the social media sites for the consulting firm that sends our school's speech and occupational therapists is weird as fuck. I know I'm a hypocrite, though, to be like, goodbye free and robust public education by qualified teachers and providers for all students regardless of special needs. And fuck yeah, I can teach kindergarten with no experience. So coming back from spring break was when I realized my life was cushy because Miss Bruna and I successfully molded the kindergartners from crybabies that bump into each other into serious students and respectful little people. Ultimately, all that does is make the first grade teacher's life easier, and before I know it, I'll be meeting the up-and-coming preschoolers who are most likely crybabies that bump into each other all over again. Oh well... If we succeeded once, we can probably succeed again. I hope my citizenship expectations aren't psychologically damaging. I never studied early childhood development. But right away, I do away with crying and babyish words like potty and boo-boos that I don't want to hear after the first week. You need to use the restroom. And band-aids are only to stop blood from flowing out of gaping wounds. What's your emergency? If you want to cry, Ms. Bruna will take you outside until you're ready to learn. Once my students realize they get their way more often through maturity and articulate discourse, I begin to hear them teasing their older siblings for still acting childish. On the other side of maturity comes mutual respect. My most intelligent students even unlock sarcastic banter, the highest form of mutual respect. I can say things like, this unicorn you drew looks like your crayons fought a battle and lost. And they'll say, old man, I'll still be drawing unicorns long after you're dead. These are the same students who took over story time so I can drink coffee while they read to the class. I mentioned that while the actual grades take way more standardized tests than we do, even tests that take up entire weeks, there are a couple benchmarks for which we are judged. The way I solved our kindergartners testing on Chromebooks challenge was through competition. 
I kept weekly high score and all-time high score columns on our smaller whiteboard and broadcast who finished the most lessons and who received the most advanced algorithm-based learning. Once my students saw their results compared to the results of their peers, they always wanted to be on the Chromebooks. After I awarded candy to the top three achievers, most of the students asked for their Chromebooks whenever they finished other assignments early. While I only actually scheduled Monday afternoons as our computer-based learning, we seemed to be on computers all through quarter four. Watching the final benchmark from my control panel was like observing a close national election. Miss Bruna would panic that the first five submitted tests were low and tanking the class average, and I'd remind her that California and New York, guaranteed high scores from our smartest students, hadn't come back yet. And while Texas and Florida, our special needs students, were going to post disappointing numbers, we still had moody swing states like Ohio and Pennsylvania, Average kids who were catching up to gifted peers still in play. When all was said and done, our final scores were magnificent. Like the Christmas pageant, graduation worried me because I had never before been responsible for a diploma ceremony. My first high school graduation was by drive-through due to COVID-19, and my second high school graduation didn't really apply to me because I taught freshman English and sophomore journalism. Since my high school students weren't graduating, my role was to stand by the metal detectors and watch for the violent students banned from the event. Semi-related tangent... This year's April 20th was the only 420 in recent memory that I wasn't instructed to be on heightened alert for amplified student drug behavior. If I continue teaching, I will always choose the little kids before they are ruined by smartphones. Well, even though my kindergartners don't have phones, they do speak very lovingly about the tablets and iPads they have at home. Anyway, we rehearsed our graduation speeches every day for a month, and I made sure everybody was off book and reciting their farewells from memory two weeks before the actual date. When the time came, my kindergartners looked and sounded very professional. 88% of them had achieved first grade levels in benchmarks and algorithm-based learning and many other accomplishments to brag about. One sweet girl forgot her lines, but remembered to use the fallback we created for such an occasion. Thank you for being here today. The last boy who gave his speech improvised the day's only ad lib, shouting, I love you, Mom! Nicely done, kids. I'm proud of you. Please say hi from first grade. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.